It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Michael Reed on LMFM. Alison O'Reilly is probably known to many of you listening to us today. If you're in Drogheda, where Alison comes from, you might well know her personally. If you don't know Alison personally, you may well remember a story she broke in 2014 in the Irish Mail on Sunday. The story about the discovery of skeletons of hundreds of babies in a septic tank at what used to be the grounds of the two mother and baby home. A story that shook the foundations of the state and got reported around the world. Alison O'Reilly then went on to write a book My Name is Bridget, the untold story of Bridget Dolan and the tomb Mother and Baby Home. It tells the story of Bridget's life and her daughter's Anna Corrigan's search for her two brothers, a story that gave a particular insight into life in the tomb home. Alison's reporting along with the research started by Catherine Corliss prompted us as a country to look in on ourselves and search for answers as to why our past is so dark. Alison O'Reilly was one of uh, the journalists at uh, the government press conference yesterday. Alison O'Reilly from ITV News. Minister, uh, a lot of the families of the children who died would have claimed that their death certificates were falsified and this could have led to illegal adoptions and there's no proof of this and, but also the report says it can't disprove this either. Um, but we're up to 9,000 children dead and a lot of them haven't been found. How do you know? And and why weren't there other excavations done at other sites like Bessborough, where there's over 800 children dead? And Alison O'Reilly is on the phone. We might hear uh, some of uh, the Minister's response to your questions there yesterday, Alison. But thanks uh, for joining us uh, and uh, indeed uh, for taking the time to give us uh, your uh, uh, view on this report that was published yesterday. You're probably closer to uh, the shame that we feel as a country than most of us. Uh, What did you think of what the Commission had to say in its report? Well, thanks very much for having me on, Michael. Um, I was very disappointed, I have to say. And, you know, I'm very close to a lot of the families of the children who died and the survivors. I've gotten to know them very well over the last 10 years, but particularly since 2014 when this story came out. Um, You know, it's a typical kind of government report, even though it's an independent report. It's a kind of shared blame. I was very, very shocked at the whole suggestion by the Taoiseach yesterday that this was a societal issue and that families were putting these unmarried mothers into homes. And it, it became a shared blame yesterday. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, it was and if everybody is wrong, nobody is wrong. Nobody can be held accountable because it was everybody's fault. Exactly. And that's completely wrong because anybody who grew up in that era knows 
that the church ran this country with an iron fist and the state let them away with it. Mm. Well, this was uh, the fault of uh, the fathers and uh, the women's families, it would seem, most of all. Yeah, I mean, I, I was absolutely horrified at that because I thought, hang on a second, everybody knows. Everybody knows what Archbishop McQuaid was doing and everybody knows that the state allowed this to happen. There was more than 160 institutions around Ireland. Only 14 mother and baby homes were investigated on four county homes. So that means more than 160,000 women and children went through these homes in total. But only 57,000 homes or people were investigated in relation to the traffic that was going in and out of these selected homes. Mm. And then only around 500 people took part in this investigation. It's It's a report commissioned by the government. And already we're hearing, well, you know, your family are to blame. I'll quote Annette Mackay, who's from the Tune Babies Family Group. She said, families to blame, some unkind behaviour on the part of the religious, no evidence of criminality or illegal fostering or adoption. What am I listening to? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Taoiseach was saying yesterday he feels very sorry for what the women went through. Uh, everybody does. The nuns do. Uh, they've issued statements to that effect. Anybody who picks up a, a newspaper uh, this morning uh, would feel very sorry for anybody who had to endure that type of uh, treatment. And I'm sure people outside of this country will feel sorry for them. But the women aren't looking for sympathy. They're looking for an honest uh, apology for a wrongdoing that was meted out on them and that the state should be apologising for neglecting its duty of care. And it, should be apologising for how they were neglected by the people who were franchised to give that care, namely the nuns. Well, they really should be asking these people for their forgiveness, Michael, I think, really, because at the end of the day, the state did not do their job and allowed 9,000 children to die. And this story began with 796 babies buried in a septic tank in the west of Ireland. It's now 2021, and I did that story in 2014. And today I can tell you, we've still no further to excavate in that grave, still no further to finding those children. But from Tomb, we now know that there's mass graves all over Ireland. Mm -hmm. 9,000 children are missing, and we're still where we were when we began in 2014. Mm -hmm. And Roderick O'Gorman was telling the essay uh, that he, he will be bringing forward legislation to allow for the excavation to take place in Tune, but I, I don't think he, he was saying that the same thing will happen in Besborough. We'll uh, hear a little bit uh, from the Minister now. The Commission has identified that they have not found conclusively the site uh, in, 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 in Besborough. Uh, I know I've spoken to uh, residents in Bespera, uh, sorry, to um, to groups representing mothers and survivors for Bespera. I know they believe they've identified a, a particular site and they're looking for that to be appropriately protected. And one of the things we identify in the action plan is for sites where we... Um, don't maybe require the degree of intervention of a full ex- excavation because obviously that is traumatic and it's it's only in probably the most extreme circumstances like tomb that you might want to do that. But there are other circumstances where a, a, a burial site perhaps has become neglected and it allows that the government is committed to ensure and working with local authorities to ensure that burial sites uh, associated with mother and baby homes uh, or county homes are uh, pr- uh, appropriately protected and appropriately treated. That's uh, somewhat different to what you were asking him uh, if an excavation would take place in Bespera. Yes, he didn't answer my question. Mm. And when I tried to ask him again, I mean, it was just moved on. And I went back again to ask another question and they wrapped up. Like, he didn't answer what exactly they're going to do. There are mass graves all over Ireland. They haven't identified 
um, a grave on the site of Bessborough where, where there's 817 registered deaths that I got under Freedom of Information, but they've only managed to find one grave and yet the whole site wasn't excavated and the nuns are now selling it off to make profit and there could be children on that site that haven't been found hmm. and that's possibly what happened in Tomb. How can that be allowed to happen because one grave is too much? Hmm. Uh, if it wasn't uh, for yourself and Catherine Corliss, uh, quite obviously, uh, I'm not sure that we'd be having this conversation today. I'm not sure we'd have that report published yesterday, uh, albeit a, a disappointing uh, report. Uh, but uh, it's with thanks to you, Alison, uh, that uh, we've shed a, a light on this uh, terrible part of our recent history. Uh, but we're all up in arms now. Uh, and yesterday, uh, one of uh, the ministers at the press conference, uh, Anne Rabbit, was up in arms and she was speaking with fire and fury about how she felt about the whole thing. Uh, but we're going to hear a, a, a little bit uh, uh, from that press conference and some of the interaction between yourself and the minister. You made comments last year that the money for an excavation for June would be better off spent for children today that need it. What, what's your comments now? Um, those comments, I didn't write a headline on that article, and the comments were taken out of context. Um, at that moment in time, I was frustrated that the Commission wasn't coming to a conclusion. Um, at that stage, I think I had stood in the house of the doll, and I had approved five different extensions. I was looking for a timeline because the frustration um, for the survivors and the mothers. People wanted a conclusion, they wanted the Commission to come to an end, and happily we're here today. That's Anne Rabbit. Uh, she seems to have changed her mind, Alison. I mean, she didn't answer my question no. again. They never mm. do. They never mm. answer your question. But I mean, she like did she ring up the Irish Business Post and ask them to redact those comments or to retract those comments? Mm. Sorry. She, you know, I mean, she said the 13 million being allocated to ex- excavate the children's site in tune to exhume those babies would be better off spent on children today. And now she's standing there all fire and brimstone about how dreadful this whole period was and how, mm. you know, she quoted from the report with passion. She was nearly mm. crying. Oh, yeah. And yet I was mm. looking at her saying, hang on a second. You're the very one who said, leave them where they are. Mm. Um, and, and I, but look, don't they all, once they come into power, yeah. the whole thing changes. Well, Paul Martin was yeah. down in Cork promising excavations in Vespera and now he's blaming society. It, it's, it, look, I, well, I think, I think the, the last thing you just said about them coming into power uh, may ring uh, loudly in the ears of some of uh, the Green Party supporters, uh, given uh, that uh, Roderick O'Gorman is uh, the minister and uh, that he caused so much upset in uh, the lead into this report being published and now seems to be standing over the Commission's view that uh, you can't make statements that would find people legally accountable. I know. I mean, it's, it's, it's the way they changed their stance once they get into, when we get into power, we will make sure that X, Y, and Z is done. We'll have that, that great have redress. We will do anything that you want us to do. Mm. Then they get into power and it's, well, you know, we have to follow the law. And yeah. uh, the Attorney General said this, that, and the other. By the way, those records did not have to be sealed. It was it was an absolute disaster. They kept saying we mm. didn't agree to the sealing of the records. This is what the Attorney General said. But then they were totally contradicted by the data protection commissioner and confused everybody. 
But that legislation was rushed through as well. And this has been rushed through. I don't know why we're getting an apology today. It's a three thousand. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're apologising for. I think it's like, you know, I read the paper this morning. I feel sorry that anybody went through that. I don't know if they're saying we are, are apologising because uh, as a state, we neglected our duty of care to you women, women uh, and uh, the people we franchised it out to. The nuns uh, abused that uh, position that they were put in to care for these women uh, and that there should be compensation and redress and we take responsibility for that in uh, full. Uh, but Alison, you know better than anybody that uh, the government uh, has uh, an awful lot of staff working for it, uh, a lot of script writers and so on. The script writers were very busy and they've written great headlines uh, for the papers in relation to how bad the government feels about what happened to all of these women. But when it broke down into the questions and yesterday, uh, such as the ones uh, we heard between you and Anne Rabbit there, there were some uh, interesting moments and I, I thought uh, the Taoiseach's attitude uh, towards redress was very interesting and he, he seemed to be standing over the deal that Michael Woods did with the survivors of the industrial schools uh, a deal that gave uh, the religious orders a get out of jail card and resulted in them uh, footing about 10% of the overall bill if I remember correctly uh, and it's the same man who was in the same government uh, that let the religious off who's now saying uh, that uh, well, perhaps it would be the right thing for them to do is to cough up, uh, but uh, I can't say any more than that at the moment. No, I mean, the religious orders need to pay for this. They did this and the state need to contribute as well. They, they, those who are responsible need to pay for this. And whether that's through money, redress, support systems, as well as criminality. I mean, why isn't there a guard investigation into this? The report, again, mm. does not allow for criminal investigations. But the, the Taoiseach said yesterday, well, you know, we will be looking at that. But nobody's going to jail for this. Mm. Nobody. 9,000 children are dead and more than 160,000 women went through these homes. Mm. But no one's going to go to jail. Nobody's going to go to jail because mm. they're all dead. And and, uh, and pages of pages of uh, evidence given by survivors uh, telling of 12-year-olds being raped. And uh, a priest, in one circumstance, uh, I think examining uh, one of uh, the young girls internally for 45 minutes. I know, absolutely horrifying. Well, there's an 82-year-old woman living in Cabra called Rose McKinney, and she doesn't mind me quoting her because she's done plenty of interviews with me. She was 13 years old when she was put into the tomb, mother and baby home, pregnant. The report says the Gardaí were not notified of underage pregnancies. And Rose McKinney says, and I quote, Yes, they did. Because when I ran away from the tomb home, it was the guards that came with the nuns to take me back. Now, how is that ignored? Mm. You know, she was she was 13 years old and she had baby after baby after baby in her teenage years. Three babies were taken from her all before she was 19. And the guards did come. They come and t- they came to our house with the nuns and took her away. Mm. I mean, it, it's just it's. It doesn't dig deep. It's it. They're only reporting what they were told. As I said, five hundred survivors mm. spoke to the commission, but there's fifty-seven thousand people in these eighteen homes alone yeah. that weren't weren't interviewed. There's the idea that, that that there was very little sexual abuse and that the industrial homes abuse was worse. Why are we comparing them? 
Why? Like, I find that absolutely dreadful. You know, plenty of women went in there pregnant as a result of a sexual assault. And yet they were the ones that were treated like criminals. And to be and to say stupid things like, well, they could have left, except they just weren't told they could have left. Mm. These women had nowhere else to go. They were shunned completely. And, and not only that, they were named on the pulpit by the priest for shaming their family. And even when you did get out of these hell holes, you weren't allowed to forget it. And that's why you had a load of women leaving to America and, and England. Shamed by the priest on the pulpit. But the report says uh, that wasn't as common as people seem to think it was, which is really, really bizarre, I think, to most Irish ears. Uh, Susan Lowen was telling us earlier on uh, this morning, Alison, that uh, most of the survivors won't have had the chance to read this report at all, let alone all 3,000 pages of it at this stage. When they do, what do you think uh, will be the reaction? Well, I mean, for example, that's that's a very good point, uh, and I'm glad you raised it because the webinar yesterday between the minister, the Taoiseach, and survivors expected people in their 80s and 90s to log in. Now, my 95-year-old granny, when she was alive, was able to use the internet, but my 78-year-old father can't. So, and I'm and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying elderly people can't use technology, but Rose McKinney had to have a laptop set up on her front wall for her and set up and plugged in so she could look at it. Some of these people were never educated and can't read. It's 3,000 pages long. It's going to take months for them to understand it, for it to go in. So what is there an apology today for when people don't even understand half of what went on yesterday? I just think when it, it fully does go in, what, what this report shows it's just going to be more questions than answers. Confusion, hurt, letdown. They're the words I'm hearing yesterday. But the most common word to describe the report is whitewash. And that's what I'm hearing on the ground. And that the violence wasn't that bad. Alison, thanks uh, for joining us. It's nice to talk to you, by the way. And uh, as I say, thanks uh, for joining us uh, this morning. Alison O'Reilly, a journalist with ITV News uh, and author. Uh, you can read uh, about life in uh, the two mother and baby home in Alison's uh, book, My Name is Bridget, the untold story of Bridget Dolan and the two mother and baby home. And Alison O'Reilly from Drogheda is uh, the journalist who broke the two baby story. Michael Reed on LMFM. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.